This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ipswich Town to Bristol Rovers nil. We stay top of the league. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Mikey Penty-Smith and joining me for this, the live post-match reaction, it's the man who had to go live after all of the nil-nils in the (laughs) Paul Lambert and the Paul Cook era, it's Seb Brown. Did you enjoy that one, mate? I did, yeah. It's lovely. We were chatting in the green room. So this is this is becoming the new norm, isn't it? I mean, how many times did we sit here after a nil-nil and think, how are we going to talk for an hour about what we've just witnessed? But this is the way it's becoming now. And every single time I see us play, not getting excited yet, but every time I see us play, just, you know, things still feel slightly different and it just builds more and more. No, it's great, isn't it? It is indeed. And obviously, as I mentioned, this is a live reaction show. So please do get in the comments. Um with your yeah, just your analysis of the game, and yeah, I'll try and try and keep up with uh, bringing in your questions and things like that as we go. Andrew Pearson says, "Great win, Andrus." I'm not sure if Andrus is over from Norway. I know the Norwegian supporters club were over for for this one, weren't they, Seb? He's here. David Bergen is here as well. Hello, good evening. Good to see the Telegram guys coming through. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, let's um, let's get into the town team, shall we? No real surprises, was it? I think. I mean, I I, I guess I thought maybe at home, Edmondson. If you're at home and looking to control the play more, would Edmondson come back in for Burgess? But to be fair, Burgess was brilliant at Accrington and and kept his place. And the rest of the team picks itself at the moment, doesn't it? Let's be honest. You know, you, you look at that lineup now. Ladapo was great when he came on at Accrington. That feels a really long time ago, doesn't it? The Accrington game now. I know it's it's only yeah. been ten days, but it feels like a long time ago. But he changed the game up there when he came on with his hold up play and his strength. So makes sense for him to come back in. And, and Burgess, like I said, was excellent. So I guess he deserved to keep his keep his spot. Did you hear any word on why Burgess? Uh, sorry, why Edmondson wasn't in the squad? 
it's not an injury, is it? We, we presumed at Accrington he might have picked up a knock maybe or maybe Burgess came in for the physical, physical threat and the strength required. But I think McKenna came out afterwards and, and said it was just, you know, he's got, what, five centre-halves and, you know, three are going to play, one's going to be on the bench and one might have to be a little bit unlucky. Didn't he have, after the Northampton game, didn't he go through a pretty rigorous warm-down with things on the side of the pitch and stuff? So maybe there's a bit of an issue from his, his ankle injury at the back end of last season. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, you know, he'll he'll come good. He's too much of a quality player to be out the side for that long, I would think. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of quality, David Bergen has oh, already David. chipped in with a 10 euro super sticker. Thank you very much. That's uh, absolutely, absolutely great to see. And Michael Warner, as always, joining us. Good morning, all from Brisbane. I think Michael loves a loves an evening kickoff, doesn't he? So it's a bit sloppy in the second half, but so much better than better than Bristol Rovers. I think. <laughs> David Bergen might might have just chucked in another 10 euros. Maybe every time we mention his name, he, he, <laughs> he pays us 10 euros. So, yeah, David Bergen, thank you very much. Incredible, David. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed your holiday in Spain. hope it was a, a nice relaxing break. <laughs> uh, there's Mullet. It's obviously <laughs> high, high on the win and probably gravy as well. But, yeah, thanks for joining us, Mullet. I know you've got YouTube now, which is great to see. So, yeah, where were we? We were doing the teams, weren't we, Seb? Um, I've done the town team. Let's go through the Bristol Rovers one. So, is it, it Belshaw in goal? He was pretty busy, wasn't he? And it, it looks like a 4-3-3, but really it was a 4-3-2-1, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not going to lie and pretend I know, I know a lot about Bristol Rovers. Belshaw was was busy, like you say, in that first half, wasn't he? And obviously, Thomas got himself sent off for two pretty silly challenges towards the end. And obviously, the other the other centre half with the, the the trip on Chaplin right at the end as well. So, yeah, I can't pretend to know to know too much about them, but I don't think they lined up as they were there. That looks, you know, a bit prog- a bit more progressive and attacking than we actually saw from them. But but I think we were just, you know, we we just dominated the play, didn't we? Kept them at arm's length and did a really really professional job on them. We did indeed. Yeah, you, you look at that team. But you you wonder with Joey Button, he's he's come and done a job on us before, hasn't he? With I think with Fleetwood a few years ago, and then he made a couple of comments about it was the the way that we celebrated after winning away. Hopefully, we didn't over celebrate tonight. Um, no, beating. no hand holding in front of the North Stand, thankfully. No. But yeah, I I was feeling good ahead of this one, Seb, and literally from kickoff, and we had Matt Holland on co-coms, didn't we? Which is another treat as well but yeah from from kickoff diagonal ball and Ladapo wins the header straight away that's always important first battle of the game Leif Davis is brought down wicked free kick from Evans and Wolfenden's header comes back down off the crossbar nearly the perfect start it was wasn't it yeah I mean you know we've kind of added that set piece and you know corners and free kicks to our armory this year we're looking more threatening from them I did think I you know I was watching it on on iFollow and I, I thought it was a lock when I saw the replay it was it was further out than I thought I thought the ball pretty much bounced down on the line um, before being cleared but it was a little bit further out than that and yeah we just started so positively and strongly didn't we and you know mm-hmm. we, we've seen in the past you know when, when when we struggle to score an early goal against sides sometimes we start to get frustrated and the crowd start to get a little bit annoyed so getting that early goal makes all the difference and that was clear in their their mindset because we started like an absolute house on fire didn't we i mean i think at half time i saw something like ridiculous number of shots on target for for, mm. for a first half performance and yep started really really well and 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 yeah deserved to uh deserved to go ahead when we did in the 24th minute was it or something 
Yeah, we did, but I'm 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 going to get to that. So sorry, there's so apologies. many other chances sorry. to talk about, isn't there? <laughs> sorry. So um, fifth, fifth minute, I wrote. So I've written notes for all of the chances that were created. I think shout if I missed any any big ones. Um, Bird just plays the ball out brilliantly from from the back, doesn't he? Um, Ladapo cuts inside, shoots. Belshaw saves. Burns cut back, sort of gets stuck under. Chaplin's feet that looked for all the world like Burns was going to cut it back and it just Chaplin got a little bit ahead of the ball didn't he yeah and he, he sort of miscontrols it by the byline a little bit doesn't he and it goes out but but again yeah we just we just started so positively and you know we were getting real joy down that I know that was a, a Burns cutback but we seem to be getting really really a lot of joy down the left hand side as well I thought Davis in that first 10 15 20 minutes was absolutely superb down the left he was. He was. He was superb, wasn't it? It's like it's like watching a hybrid of Aaron Cresswell and Jamie <laughs> Clapham, isn't it? Over on that left side at the moment, and yeah, the, the football continued to be free flowing. And in the eleventh minute of the game, um, the legendary Marcus Stewart, we found out last week, is suffering from motor neurons disease. Um, I know that he he and his family are doing some some charity work with the Derby Rimmer MND Foundation. Uh, if you want to donate to that, if you visit justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Louise dash Stewart 254. All of our thoughts are with Marcus Stewart and his family. Um, we're all behind you. What what a fantastic player, Seb. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for, for us old folk compared to you, it was an absolute, you know, superb time to be watching town. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, you think of that, that, that quality he bought when he joined us, the important goals in the playoffs, and obviously that crazy season where we finished fifth in the Premier League and he's just such an intelligent player wasn't he his touch his awareness oozed utter class on the pitch and 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 yeah such sad news and like you say all our thoughts are with him um, and it was a great tribute wasn't it that you know it's it's funny how sometimes with football where these things fall that it was us against Bristol Rovers was the next game after the announcement you know given the yeah. postponements at the weekend and it was you know they were wearing the Stuart 14 shirts we were wearing the Stuart 11 shirts in the warm-up and the round of applause came through amazingly and yeah an absolute legend of the club and we wish him all the best yeah and not just a round of applause as well everyone's singing walking in a Stuart Wonderland yeah. Lovely to hear. Yeah. Wasn't it? Really, really nice to hear. I'll just add to that as well. Mar- Marcus Stewart, always talk about him. He had no real pace. He didn't really have a particularly powerful shot for a, for a striker. But he was just unbelievable, wasn't he? His movement, his touch, and his timing. That, that, and he could time headers, time first-time finishes. He was just just brilliant, wasn't he? And it was great that Matt Holland was on, on co-coms to, to pay yeah. tribute to... To Holland as well. Um, speaking of Ipswich captains, Sam Morsey booked in the 15th minute for persistent fouling. Is that a new record? He can't have had many complaints, can he? I think the, the, the you know the, the first one was a bit of a shirt pullback, wasn't it? And the second one, I think he's got his arms around the guy. So yeah, he, he, he can't really have any complaints there at all. But but thankfully, it didn't really curtail his game too much. You know, I guess we know he's able to walk that tight rope when he's on a on a yellow and he did it pretty professionally for the remainder of the game unlike a couple of their players which we'll come on to in the second half he did indeed mullet says leaf davis winning that free kick from kickoff set the tone it did indeed and from a we're really mixing it up with corners at the moment aren't we seb i, I guess it's because they just they've maybe looked at the stats and just seen that we're not we're not the biggest team as well so maybe there's maybe chipping it to someone who's going to volley it from 25 yards is a better option. It's always entertaining to watch. There was a a well-executed one from Evans in the first half where Davis took a really good first touch and he shot, looked goal-bound before it it was deflected over. 
Yeah, great technique. That, that looked really well. Not so much the one in the second half, but the one from Davis, yeah, yeah looked really good. He, nice technique to, to catch the ball, gets the shot off and it flies out. And yeah, I mean, you know, we've just added different things to the corners, haven't we? You know, we saw the one on the first day along the ground when uh, Evans runs onto it and slides it home. And, and it's good that we're at least mixing things up and trying to add different strings to our bow rather than, you know, how many times we see it last year and in previous years where the ball just doesn't beat the first man. At least we're mm. trying different things, if albeit, you know, trying a Paul Skulls volley every time. Time is isn't necessarily gonna 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 come off too many times. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, but yeah, entertaining to watch, as I say. Yeah, uh, Davis was taking the outswinging corners most of the, most of the time, wasn't he? He put a decent one in that somehow Chaplin was able to control and then have a shot. Was an- another save from the goalkeeper at this stage. We're just absolutely totally dominant. That was a good save as well, wasn't it? The one he got down to the post. That was a good mm. save, I thought, by the keeper. Really good save. It was. Then Davis gets forward really well, whips in a decent low cross and Ladapo has an effort on the stretch that sort of, I don't know if it was deflected onto Ladapo because it went out for a goal kick. Yeah, I thought but it was anyway. a corner. I, I thought that the defender got across him and put the ball mm. up. I said it was good defending. I was watching it with the game with a couple of mates on, on iFollow on, on FaceTime and we all said, oh, it's good defending there. But yeah, it just came off him. So unlucky with that one. Yeah, absolutely. But 24 minutes in and... We're 1-0 up, aren't we? And this was a superb sweeping move, wasn't it? Just typical of the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely, lovely goal. I mean, Morsey picks the ball up and he just drives, doesn't he? You know, he runs at his man. Lovely little give and go with Harness, keeps the run going, pulls it back and then... Chaplin is just so intelligent. We, we spoke a minute about Marcus Stewart, you know, the intelligence of players in the box. He just halts his run, doesn't he? The, the defenders keep going to the si- edge of the six-yard box. Chaplin stops his run, finds a bit of space right on the penalty spot and just first time hit that left foot right into the bottom corner. Clinical, probably the one player you'd want it to fall to in that kind of position. So instinctive, gets his shot off. Great goal. It was a, yeah, a lovely move, you know, great work by Morsey, lovely give and go by Harness, and then just quality from Chaplin with the way he delays his run, gets the shot off. Yeah, really, really good goal and really well deserved because, you know, at that point we should have been probably two or three up, including that one. Um, and a, a, a lovely, lovely finish by, uh, I think he's the division's top scorer now, isn't he? Is he? Chaplin, yeah, I think wow. so. Yeah, I think so. Five or five or six. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you get the two Accrington, one of which was a bit dubious. But, mm. but yeah, I think he is the top scorer in the league now. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really tidy finish. Never looked like missing. And yeah, great underlapping run there from Morsey. And everything was just well-timed and well-weighted. That pass from Harness, he can easily overhit that, but he just weighted it perfectly. Great pullback from Morsey as well, because he knew exactly where Chaplin was going to be. Look, yes. Looks like, although it isn't a set play, looks like something that's been practiced on the training ground over and over and over again in shooting drills. Absolutely. And the one person, like I say, you wanted to fall to his chapter on that left foot. You know, he's so clinical, isn't he? He's so instinctive. He just looks to get the shot off every time. And and and, and that intelligence to hold his run, just wait for the ball to come to him. The defenders keep going. He's got that little bit of space. And that's, you know, great, great, great intelligent play, great goal and really, really well deserved because we were so dominant. Indeed we were. Ewan Malcolm's joining us on Facebook. He says, what a, what a first 30. The train is in motion. I can't see it stopping. Bouncing into my day. He's on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Cheers for the content. Well, it's an absolute pleasure at the moment, isn't it, Seb? It's great, isn't it? You know, we, we've discussed on, on Telegram and in our WhatsApp group how much, you know, the, the atmosphere and how great it is when we're winning. You know, we get, you know, we, we enjoy doing these. Like we said at the start how many times we sat here after a Lambert nil-nil or a Cook nil-nil and thought, what are we going to talk about? And now we feel spoiled for choice. And yeah, not going to get excited yet, but things do feel very, very different. 
Indeed. And yeah, Ladapo, I thought, had a really strong start to the game, just holding the ball up really well and making intelligent runs. There's a few times maybe we couldn't really see on iFollow, but Matt Holland was saying, oh, Ladapo's made a great run there, maybe could have been played in a little bit earlier. Um, he gets in down the left and loops up across for Wes Burns. Hell of a header from Wes Burns, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. powers it towards goal. Another fantastic save from the from the Bristol Rovers goalkeeper. I then, thought that was going in, yeah, like you say, a great leap from Burns, wasn't it? Gets over his man and then, yeah, the keeper, unfortunately, out of nowhere, kind of claws it, claws mm. it out of the air. No, I thought that was a great leap by Burns. It was. It was a J-Tab header, wasn't it? <laughs> Rose like a salmon. Not much happens then between then and half, half time until Anthony Evans lets fly from 30 yards. Walton completely beat him, wasn't he? It hits the crossbar. Yeah. What an effort that was. Came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, it reminded me of Kevin Brew, I think it was, at Bolton. I think ah, I was there shout. one night. He had yeah, a shot yeah. in the Just area. A whip. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never know if they actually mean it or not, but it was a hell of a strike. And yeah, we got lucky with that. And I guess that's the problem when it is 1-0. You know, no matter how dominant we've been, all it would have taken for that to be a couple of inches lower and suddenly, completely undeservedly, it's 1-1. But it was a, yeah, hell of a hit out of absolutely nothing. Walton, as you say, is, is beaten. No fault on him. You know, it's a hell of a strike. And thankfully, we get a bit lucky with that one. And then they have one a few minutes later, just before half time as well, don't they? Yeah, so that was sort of Wolfenden, who had, I thought had a really good game, just being maybe a little bit casual for that. You just need to get in at half time there, 1 0 up, don't you? And he takes a little bit of risk, chests it down, gets sort of ends up in like a blind alley. And is it Clark? Yeah, Clark bears down and goal. Curls a nice shot. I think it's going to hit the post, but post, Walton yeah. tips it round. And you know exactly, yeah. Walton knew what he was doing there, just pushing out for a corner, right thing to do. We defended it, and yeah, one nil at half time. It's probably as good as half of as we've seen all season, wasn't it? Yeah, probably played really, really well. I mean, the stats at halftime were crazy. It was like 70% possession and nine shots with five, I think, or four or five on target. And it just showed the the utter dominance that we had, apart from the the last probably three minutes of the half with the long ranger and the one Walton gets down to. They'd barely been in our half for large parts of the game. You know, we were dominating play, controlling the ball so, so well. And it was a really, really, really good first half performance, wasn't it? Was indeed. Was indeed. There's still plenty of comments coming in. We'll, I think we'll plough on. We'll just quickly do the second half before we before we get into those questions. It was a little bit of a slow start to the second half, Seb. Hall is a stinging half volley beaten away by Walton. So that's two decent saves he's had to make. Then in the 53rd minute, potential penalty shout. Harness touch pops up onto the hand of a defender. On first watch, it looked like a penalty, but he was pretty close to Harness, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Like you, I thought on first watch, that's a nailed-on penalty. But obviously, you know, Matt Holland was discussing, wasn't he, the new rules and stuff, and it is close in. So, given the benefit of the doubt, and thankfully, it didn't matter with, with what happened uh, a minute or two later, did it? Yeah, um, yeah. talk us through that, Seb. So, yeah, the ball ends up, at, uh, I'll be honest, like, I can't remember it um, play by play, but obviously the ball ends up at Evans on the edge of the box. He has a shot. I think, did it deflect? It looked like it deflected because the keeper sort of struggled to go down, or was it just well-placed, or...? Yeah, it was. It reminded me of a Jim Majilton strike, the one in the few, rain against few years um, ago. Yeah, where it just sort court, of yeah. somehow skids through. But yeah, I'm not. I didn't see a deflection, but maybe okay. somebody who was in the Spobby Robson stand, um, who might be watching, can can let us know. 
Um, but that was that but was yeah. an important moment, wasn't it? Because we hadn't started that amazingly in no. the half. You know, we like you said, we had the the save from Walton. We hadn't started that great, so we were kind of thinking a little bit. Ah, oh, there you go. He's he's backed me up. Um, yeah, we were kind of thinking maybe we you know just get get the second and completely kill the game, and and, and that's what we did. Did yeah, Rich says definite deflection, but yeah, if you hit hit your shots hard and low, greasy surface, you're going to get going to get goals aren't you and Evans does need to he's he was classy tonight and oh, very, yeah. he's, he's been good all season but he does need to score more goals doesn't he and that's that's his second of the season so what is that now two in is it two in seven two in eight yeah he only got three last year didn't he but they all came in mm. one game against Doncaster didn't they so yeah mm. and, and nice that we're shooting from range because there were a few times last year where players would be in a position to have a shot and they'd rather you know control the ball and, and, and play it out to the flanks so nice that we have started mm. shooting from range now, and, and that was no more than we deserved. You know, we, we should have been probably two, three up at half time, let alone in the 54th, 55th minute, wherever it was. Um, and, and from that point onwards, I thought we completely just controlled the game. Not much really happened after that, to be honest, did it? It was kind of, um, we got the two late on sendings off, and I guess the injury to, to Burgess. But from a chance mm. point of view, I can't remember that many more. I had may had one, I think, but but nothing really stood out too much. Yeah, so yeah, as Burgess, as he mentioned, he was the the that led to the first substitute, wasn't it? He took he went in really hard, didn't he? Good good defending from him, but yeah, took a took a bang to the side of the face. He was yeah. replaced by Dominic Ball. Were you surprised that it was Ball that came? I was. On I, left I thought, back? Yeah, I thought Greg Lee would slot in being the natural left footer. Mm. Um, I thought he'd come in, and but I guess you know he wants to get some minutes into Ball. Ball's so experienced, isn't he? You know, he's he's played in a in a three and at right back, I think, as well before. So I guess you know a two nil up with them not really threatening. You know, if this is Sheffield Wednesday away and it's nil nil in the same you know the the same minute, he probably doesn't make that substitution. But I mm. think it was a good chance to get some minutes into Ball, and, and and he was very comfortable. And obviously, we still got to saw Lee come on for Davis, and was excellent to be honest, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So, so Lee did eventually come on in the 68th minute with a, a had me and John Jules with Davis Harness and Adapo going off. Really good shift from all three of those, wasn't it? And you'd imagine all three of them in the starting eleven on Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah, I would think so. I thought Davis in the first half was absolutely superb. He got in behind so many times and we didn't see any kind of drop off when Lee came on as well. You know, it's great to have these two excellent, excellent uh, uh, left backs. Harness, the, the give and go, like we said, for for um, for the goal with Morsey. Didn't really have too much in front of goal, I can't remember. Um, but 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 again, absolute quality. And Ladapo, I think, will we'll look to, you know, he'll he'll be the one to lead the line against Sheffield Wednesday where you're going to want that kind of that strength and that experience. So yeah, sensible substitution to, to rest and body who's going into three huge games. Indeed. And 85th minute, Bobby Thomas man handles ahead me. He was a bit of a handful, wasn't he? Sent off for a second bookable offence after a direct ball up from Walton. I didn't think he needed to commit the foul for the the first one on John Jules. No, was he wasn't really going anywhere there. The ball might have been going out. Uh, then brilliant run by Danassian and his crossfinder had me. Really good effort from him, actually. Like the ball's slightly behind him, and he manages to get a little bit of spin on it. Another good save. Really strong the way he got got that opportunity. Lee was an absolute beast off off the bench. Greg Greg Leap, I'm nicknaming him. He had a low cross put cross pushed away by the goalkeeper, and then Kilgore was then sent off for hauling down Chaplin. Do you think this Bristol Rovers team maybe maybe reflects their manager a touch? Yeah, there? Uh, a team in their manager's mould, aren't they? I mean, he was protesting quite you know vehemently, but I thought it was quite blatant. He just 
completely tripped Chaplin. There's no one covering. So I thought that was one of the most obvious red cards. You'll see maybe on iFollow, it looked different in the ground. There might have been players around him that I couldn't see. But but on iFollow, I couldn't see how he had any complaints at all. And the, the one for Bobby Thomas was stupid. You know, like you say, the, the one on the line where he just, you know, barges him out of play was, was silly. And then it's a few minutes later, he's clearly got both arms raised around, uh, was it Morsey, I think, around him? Or around Ahadme, I can't remember who it was. But he's got both arms raised around him and gives the referee absolutely no chance at all, does he? So uh, no choice at all. So really, really silly, you know, sendings off. But, you know, I guess they are a team in their, in their manager's mould. <laughs> Indeed they are. Let's get into the, let's get into the comments properly now, shall we, Seb? Mike Gooding, fantastic win. Should have been easier, but clean sheet and some, some great stuff. We're not always going to be able to score three or four, are we, Seb? But no, no. Keep, keep the clean sheet. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there there are times where we play with such intensity and pressing that we're naturally, there are going to be times in the game for brief spells, maybe where the other side has a couple of chances, has more of the ball. But but we should have scored, you know, in the first half a couple more. But I thought it was a, a totally professional performance. And I know they had the long range of they hit the bar. But apart from that, they didn't really threaten at all, did they? Right. Adam Flat says, next three games, the real quiz. Very Chris, much so. Next yeah. three games versus four third and second nine points question mark well i, I think, think with these three that are coming up i think wednesday and plymouth because they might try and play football against us i actually think they're going to be the easier ones than portsmouth because mm. i think portsmouth are going to come and do what they did last march whenever it was you know with the place and the tactics yeah so so i i think that might be the the one we drop points in potentially but but I, if you ask me now to be fair if you said would you take a point at Hillsborough and would you take a point at Plymouth? I probably would just to keep the, you know, the unbeaten run going and not to lose any ground to our rivals. Indeed. Yeah. You've preempted Andres's question there. Happy with a draw. Mullet, I'd be even happy with a win, which is, yeah, <laughs> that's Mullet for you, isn't it? We would love that sense of optimism. Yeah. We'd absolutely love that, obviously. But I think you've got to look at the facts and look at Hillsborough and you've probably got to think, yeah, we'll take a, take a point. Indeed. Michael Warner says, we're so lucky to have two really good fullbacks in Davis and Lee. What a change from last season. Lee's fantastic, isn't he? He's a real cult hero, but you can't you can't say, oh, he should be starting because Davis is just such a classy, classy operator on that left side, isn't he? Yeah, there was the debate, wasn't there, when Davis joined us? He didn't have the greatest of debuts against Bolton. And no, he didn't. That feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? That It does, but every game away that penalty. He's- yeah, he's grown more and more into it. He looks so strong. Like you say, he's like a hybrid, isn't he, of Cresswell and, and Clapham and stuff. And he's, he's just an absolutely superb player. And, and Lee is so unlucky. You know, we signed him in the summer and when when, when he came in, the EATD guys were saying, oh, this isn't going to be the first choice left back. You know, they're still going to go for somebody else. But he looks like such a great player. He's such an athlete. He's a specimen. He's so strong in the air. And, and yeah, we're very, very fortunate that when we make a sub in the 65th minute and take off our... 1.2 million pound whatever it is left back we bring a player on and there's absolutely no drop off in quality because you know how many times over the years have we seen you know we've brought on people off the bench and it's been completely ineffectual or we've had a massive drop off in quality now the whole squad no matter what the position you just don't get that drop off anymore and it's it's absolutely great yeah really enjoyable to watch even in the cup games as as you say David Bergen says we're eight points ahead of sixth place can we start talking of at least the playoffs this season We've I, been in this position before, but well, <laughs> mathematically at least. 
Yeah, it, it it does feel different. I think it was November time we were still unbeaten, wasn't it? Under the, the first year back down mm-hmm. here, and we all thought we were going to be absolutely cruising the league, and look how that turned out. But no, I'm not getting excited excited yet. Um, I, I, we were talking. I was talking with a couple of mates on on Zoom during the game, thinking, you know, at what point would you start to get really excited? We all agreed nothing can be too excited until January. That's when you know things might start to to really kind of ramp up. But obviously, but to David's point, you know, if if we if, if, if we, the playoffs are the absolute minimum, we should be expecting now with with this squad, this manager, you know, this this momentum that we've got, um, that the playoffs should be the absolute minimum we're looking for now. Indeed, and although you might not be getting carried away, Robert Anderson is enjoying the journey, isn't he? Not and just it's, the destination, top of the league. Yeah, we we are top of the league. And it's great to to hear it, isn't it, and stuff because we've had so many years of dross and rubbish. And absolutely, by all means, everyone get carried away because it does. Like I keep saying, it does feel different. Yeah, there's another chant that's it's very annoying that goes to the same tune as this that you might remember from some matches in previous seasons. Seb, you'd have to remind me. We've we've had a shot, so we. Oh yes, shot. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. it's normally to a slightly different tune than that, isn't it? But yeah, it's good that the sarcasm is feels like a. a a long way in the past now, doesn't it? Michael Warner feels a little bit sorry for Burns because we're so much better all over the pitch. He gets less of the ball this season. It's a bit less pressure on him as well, though, isn't there? And he still still contributes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't look he doesn't quite look the player he was last season. Yeah, he had a kind of a stuttered preseason when he went away with Wales and stuff. But but it's great that, you know, for us that we can show that we have different options now. You know, we can use that left hand side so effectively because last year we found out player teams would double up a bit on Burns and we'd kind of run out of ideas, wouldn't we? I guess we're gonna have to get used to potentially not having him because I think with a twenty six man squad, I think he'll end up going to the World Cup. Um that that'd be a great, you know, a great experience for him. Um but but I think that he's kind of maybe not a second season syndrome but I guess it was always going to be hard to replicate last year because he was so so good and we do have different options on the pitch now so maybe we made him look great last year because we just simply kept on giving him the ball and telling him to run at people etc whereas this year we can vary the play up more we can indeed and Jim Jim Elmy so we've got a couple of people now joining us that have got back to the car after the game. We were playing a different sport to them at times tonight. Ridiculously better. Fair play to them for coming to play football, though. Come on, you blues. Yeah, it kind of goes along with what you were saying about Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth, doesn't it, Seb, that we are really well suited to play against teams that want to play football against us. Absolutely. Yeah, it was always, you know, the under McKenna last year, it was the, the Morecambe draw and the Cheltenham draw and the Pompey draw, you know, the sides that didn't want to play that would start the time wasting in the 20th minute and, you know, do all the usual tricks. That's when we started to struggle. I just think if a side wants to try and take us on at playing football, they're going to have to be so good to beat us because, you know, we just look absolutely excellent. That's why the likes of going to Hillsborough and going to, to to Plymouth doesn't fill me with that much fear because I think they will try and take us on. And I just think we've got so much quality all around the park that we, you know, we should be confident going into those games. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You should. Confidence. Powerful thing. You and Malcolm felt that that first half performance would bode well against most championship teams. Second goal vital is proven by the out-of-nowhere chance they had with that great strike at the end of the first half. Yeah, that it took us a while to get that second goal, didn't it, Seb? That, that was maybe one slight worry. Yeah, and it was important because, like we said, you know, whilst you're one nil up, all it takes is a freak shot like they had to go in, and suddenly it's a, you know, it's a different game. So getting the second goal was crucial. We deserved it based on the first half performance, and it was great when we got it so early in the in the second half against Championship sides. I mean, look, we look so well drilled, don't we? Play football so well, we look fit, we look like a, a, a really well coached team. And if you've got those kind of basic qualities, then then yeah, there's absolutely no doubt why you wouldn't do well against certain sides in the Championship. Biles Barley, hi dudes, love the show, love the town. Rob Smith says, evening gents, it ultimately didn't matter, but do you think Bristol should have had a man sent off for the first half on that stamp on Evans? Now that was very Joey Barton, wasn't it? Not sure it was a red card, but he definitely looked like he knew where he was putting his studs there, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think it was a red card simply because there wasn't there didn't seem to me to be that much force when he put the foot down, you know. I don't I don't, I don't know. I think he knew, you know, where the the player was, but but I don't think there was that much force on the step. Obviously Evans was a bit perplexed and went off shouting after the referee, but like you say that's very Jerry Barton, isn't it? Hmm. And speaking of the dart arts, it's rich had me looks like he's a bit of a nasty edge, something we maybe lack. I like it. Had his arms gripped around his man, which the ref wouldn't have seen for the foul, for the sending off. So he definitely offers us something different to have me, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's what you need in this league, don't you? You know, you, you're going to need that kind of that kind of nastiness. And we always said for so many years how we didn't have, you know, streetwise players. I can remember Roy Keane saying it, so that shows how long ago it was. You know, we've always said we maybe have a soft underbelly. Maybe we lack a little bit of physical kind of, you know, players that can mix it. And the likes of Hadme kind of proved that, you know, that's not really that much of an issue for us anymore because we've got that physicality. We've got that kind of streetwiseness. And, uh, and McKenna's putting it all to great use. Definitely looks that way. Pompey v Plymouth this Saturday and then Pompey's game following off for internationals. Are wins for town psychologically important? I think they definitely are. I think you feel like we need to win at least one of these big three games coming up, don't you? 
Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I know I said I'd take points from the away games, but I, I just think that Portsmouth game might be the toughest of the three. I'll probably pr- prove completely wrong now. But for me, the, the Pompey game does, does seem like the toughest, given how I think they'll probably turn up and try and play. So I would go in confident for, for Hillsborough and for, and for Plymouth. I guess the only problem we've got with Plymouth is on Sky, isn't it? And our Sky record is, is pretty shocking. So hopefully maybe we'll break that curse as well at the same time. But as I said earlier, I think if sides try to play football against us, then they're going to have to be really, really on it because, you know, we're so good when, when, when teams open up and try and play against us. We are. Will we man Mark Bannon against Sheffield Wednesday? Stop him. Stop Wednesday. I think he had two assists tonight, Seb. They won 3-0, didn't they, in the end? Was it? Yeah, two assists to... for Bannon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's vital, isn't he? He's so important the way they play. He will pop up absolutely everywhere. Me and Rich will do the, I think it's me and Rich, do the live show on uh, the pre-match show live on Friday night. So we'll discuss him in greater detail then. But yeah, he's the kind of player that will pop up, pop up everywhere all over the pitch. He's such a clever player finding, you know, pockets of space and stuff. So I guess he's the one that Lee Evans might have one eye on to kind of, you know, keep keep close to. You don't really want to put Morsey on him because that would curtail Morsey's natural game of looking to break forward and, and, and contribute attacking wise. But maybe it's one for Evans just to keep an eye on him and, um, and, and, and you know, to make sure he doesn't leave his kind of a, a radius around him so you, you you don't foresee a change in formation then Seb a change of shape with ball maybe coming into the midfield we discussed it didn't we in the, it. in the telegraph we discussed would it be a game for a three-man midfield uh, sorry not the telegraph <laughs> telegram um would it be the, the game for a three-man midfield of Morsey ball and Evans I don't know mm. I, I I don't think he would look to change it specifically I think we will see the natural kind of you know this kind of hybrid right wing back slash attacking winger kind of formation. I think he might just give Evans one eye to, to keep an eye on to keep an eye on Bannon and, and look to use to utilise ball if it's you know if it's going well and we, we need to sort of pack midfield, maybe make that change in the second half. Indeed. And you've done one of my plugs already for me there, Seb. Friday night. Is it 8pm? Is there a start time? Yeah, it'll be 8pm as normal. We we kind of said in the summer that if it was a big game, we figured we'd go live. So we did a couple of live ones uh, back-to-back weeks last month and we got some really good views and feedback and stuff. So yeah, I think it's me and Rich. Definitely me. I think it's Rich joining me. So um, yeah, come on, we'll discuss all things Sheffield Wednesday before the big one at the weekend. I think you're doing a hat-trick of shows this week, aren't you, Seb? Real Marcus yes, Stewart yeah, stuff. probably am because I'm going. Yeah, obviously I'm going to Hillsborough. I think Dave's going to Hillsborough as well. Um, so we'll both be jumping on the, the the flagship live on Sunday night as well. Fantastic stuff. And one last plug from us. It's this related to the merch. Get your merch. We've got free shipping until until Saturday. Um, if you want any details from that, just head to our website, which. I don't have available to me right now, but I think it's something like bluemonday.co.uk, isn't it, Seb? Bluemondayitfc, I think it is, .co.uk. It's at the top of the, the screen, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. You can click <laughs> on right the, uh, you can click on the merch <laughs> screen there. and yeah, I literally to, had it in front of me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to wearing my hoodie when the weather turns. It's arrived and it's, it's lovely quality and I'm looking forward to wearing it. Yeah, I've got a long sleeves t-shirt, which is absolutely perfect for, for this time of year. Um, enjoy wearing that out and about. Um, Let's dip, dip back into the comments and then we'll have a look at the other results and where, where that leaves the league table. I know a lot of people don't like looking at the league table. Um, oh, this is bad news. Adam Flat Burgess off to hospital with his injury. Not a good one. It was just it looked. such a big impact, wasn't it? But the fact that he was moving and everything is a good sign. But yeah, maybe a cheekbone or jaw injury. 
maybe yeah there's a bit of blood wasn't there i saw they used a water bottle to, to to wipe it off his hands so i don't know if he maybe a broken nose i don't know it was a hell of a hit to the face wasn't it and i guess potentially he'll now be a doubt for for saturday which i guess might maybe see edmondson come back in and, and, and regain his place or he might go with the experience of of keo in that position I, I i'm not sure what he'll do but it looked a it looked a hell of a hit to burgess so i guess he's got to be considered doubtful for the weekend and if there's any doubts of concussion, obviously he'll be out for sure. So he'll get mm. himself checked out and they'll make the call. Well, it will be interesting to see in that case if Edmondson comes back in or whether it will be Greg Lee, Greg Leap. Greg Leap, yeah, or Keo, yeah, any of them could play Keo, yeah. left-hand channel, I guess. So it'll be an interesting one, I guess. Maybe you look at Keo's experience, maybe that's one you'd look to go for. Um, I mean, Edmondson, for me, I know he's not been amazing this season. And I know I've seen the argument that he is playing out of position on that left-hand side. But he is so, you know, I, I really like him as a player. Um, I think him and Wolfen did sort of the, the, the last, the, the back end of last season before his injury were playing really, really well. I think he adds a, a different dimension to those guys and I'd have no issues if he came back in. No, definitely not. Chris Redwood's very, comf- very confident. Any team try and play football against us, we will pass them off the park. And that's how it feels, doesn't it? You know, we saw against MK. I know MK aren't the side they were, um, but we absolutely battered them. And, and, and yeah, I just get that feeling if sides look to, to go at us, then we can exploit the space that will create. I, I think they're going to have to be incredible to, to, to beat us because we're playing so, with such confidence, such well-defined patterns of play that I, I just think that, you know, they would have to be on it from minute one to get anything against us in a, in, in a, in a, in a game of football. Indeed. And, John Uffey says could be the biggest gate, gate of the season at Hillsborough on Saturday. It's got a big match feeling about it, hasn't it, this one? Very much so, yeah. I mean, and, and traditionally, we don't normally turn up in big games in the past. You know, I've been to Sunderland, I think, the last three years we were in this league or the two years you could go to it and that was at a big game feel and we never really turned up but it does feel different now you know we've got that momentum behind us we're playing so so well it might well be the biggest game of the season at Hillsborough and hopefully we can go there you know we'll, we know we'll get an amazing backing on the road hopefully we'll go there put in a really really good performance and at the very least get a point yeah we'd take a point wouldn't we Luke Luke Ronald not to piss on anyone's chips but we still haven't beaten anyone in the top half of the league let alone the top six Flim fan says yet. Yeah, we're about to find out with these next three games that are up and coming. You know, I guess if Cambridge game had been on, I, I thought we would have beaten Cambridge at the weekend and they were, I think, fifth at the time of the uh, of that game. So we might well have broken that hoodoo last weekend. But yeah, we're about to find out with these three up and coming games. Um, but but I, I would be very confident going into them personally. Of course, Seb's confident as well. Right, let's look at the other results. So Barnsley... Still just not really. They, they had a good result at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't they? Norwood got his first goal, but held at home by Port Vale, having a decent season. Portsmouth ended up winning 2-0 at Burton. I think it possibly similar frustrations for them as we had when we went there. Um, but yeah, they eventually broke the deadlock and won 2-0. Charlton held by Forest Green. Cheltenham 2-1 winners over, over Cambridge. Lincoln... Bit of a shock result there. 2-0 winners over Derby. Bolton winning 2-0 at Milton Keynes. Bolton back on song. Sheffield Wednesday, Saturday's opponents. 3-0 winners at Morecambe, as we mentioned. And then the shock result of the night came at London Road, Seb. Yeah, they're not in a great run of form. Peterborough, are they? It's quite a good time to play them. I think including cup games, they've lost maybe five of their last six or four of their last five or something. They're 
Yeah, they're not doing great. I'll look forward to the um, the Darren McAnthony podcast next time it lands. Indeed. And just to, just to round it up, Plymouth, 1-0 winners over Oxford. Shrewsbury, 3-2 winners over Exeter. Exeter's games always seem to have goals. And when I made this screenshot, Wickham were 1-0 up against Accrington. I'm sure that's how it stayed. And this is how the table looks. Got to have a look at the table and we're top, haven't we? Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Lovely. 20 points from eight games. Same as Portsmouth. We've got a slightly superior goal difference. And then it's Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday. Wow. So <laughs> we'll we'll know how good we are in a few weeks, won't we? Yeah, very much so. And if you flipped, if you replace Cambridge with Peterborough in that table, you could see that top six staying the same all season, just, just varying positions, couldn't you? There seems to be a bit mm. of a natural order kind of already forming and I was saying to my mates on the uh, on the Zoom during the match maybe it's going to be another one of those seasons where it has to be you know a high bar to get yourself into the playoffs because there's some big big teams up there <laughs> Here are the chaps We're joined by North Stander, how are you Rich? Very good guys, yeah I thought I'd run up the road and say hello to you all, how are you going? Yeah good thank you, Very great to have you with us, what, what was the atmosphere like tonight Rich? Decent Mixed emotions tonight wasn't it? Yeah, um yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of people wanted to show their respects, and it, and that's I don't know whether you spoke about that right at the start, but I think that's why it was disappointing that Saturday was called off. Um, mm-hmm. But I think people made the most of it, and then you've talked about the eleventh minute and the chanting for Marcus Stewart, which was excellent. And what's even better is when you know we know how good Portman Road is under lights. When the team turn up on nights like tonight, um, it's kind of win win win, and and that's exactly what we did. Are these the nights, Rich, where you you're really happy about your decision to move back to Ipswich? Because these are the nights when I I wish I lived there. Yeah, I was chatting to folk at the pub about it. Um, you know, ex- exactly right, Mikey. You know, I, I I missed the the 17 match run, whatever it was, in the 14 15 season under Mick, and at either side of those seasons where we just seemed to be unbeatable on a Tuesday night. So it was good to bring that kind of that feeling of just total confidence back you know we started so well this season unbeaten as we know and you know tonight was a challenge you know it was always going to be a tough one um and whilst uh, Bristol Rovers a weird team I I know you guys have talked about this a little bit so apologies for the repetition but they they're well drilled and play try to play good stuff but there is some really nastiness to them there's a lot of stuff off the ball that I think maybe the referee could have been a bit tighter on a lot of shirt pulling, pulling back. And I know I praised the Dami for doing that second half and getting his man sent off, but you just kind of worried that we might have been bullied out of it. But those days seem to be gone. And what's great is we don't resort to those the same tactics. We just beat teams on the football pitch. We just outpass them. And when we mm. get our passing game running, going and these kind of diagonals and these off-the-ball runs, there's no team in this division when we are at our top who will stop us you know we just need to keep that consistency because as I said we're saying a few times you you get the one goal lead you kind of get a bit complacent and they ping one in or you know we score an own goal or something like that and it's back to all square but yeah tonight it, it worked for us and um yeah a good a good confidence build builder before the weekend absolutely we haven't actually spoken about Christian Walton yet because he had a fairly well we spoke about the couple of saves that he made but he was really impressive with the ball at his feet again wasn't he Seb 
Yeah, and that was the one right towards the end of the game where he kind of appeared on the halfway line, didn't he? He must have turned on the afterburners, uh, afterburners and hoofed it out of the area. Yeah, he's just such a classy player. He's added a completely new dimension to his game this year with his distribution. Always great at shot stopping, always great at coming and claiming claiming the ball and stuff. But, you know, I guess the distribution last year was maybe the one thing you could criticise him a little bit for if you're being harsh. But this year, he's completely changed it around. He looks comfortable with the ball at his feet. And, you know, it, it, it's clear that's how we're going to be playing now for the, you know, for the foreseeable he's going to look to ping it out to the center the center backs or the uh or the, or the full backs and it's, it's just great to build from the back rather than go long it is isn't it cool we he didn't look fantastic with the ball at his feet when he first came to the club though rich did he i don't know if it's something that he's that we've coached or whether it's just repetition or or maybe he's just slightly more relaxed more feeling slightly more high on himself the ball maybe so maybe so I, I i mean i think there's a there's a, i've got a david diamond feeling about me it's a bit kind of bit of both or a bit of all of those mikey i, I think mm. certainly we know that he's just an excellent shot stopper an excellent command of his area you know he's a big physical presence anyway you know there's there was a moment when in this i think it was the second half where he he pinged a, a goal kick really low and straight to their midfielder and eventually he was able to came and claim across to kind of win back mm. the confidence of everyone and put his hand and up. And he but, puts his hand up, yeah. Exactly right. And But I think, Mikey, the way that we play needs him to be confident with the ball at feet, playing out from the back. And he totally is. And I was, you know, the guy next to me, um, a little few moments like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. And I'm kind of just chill out. Just I've, I've got total confidence in Christian Walton. But mm. as we all know, I'm his biggest fan on the pod anyway. So I'm always going <laughs> to... Big up Christian Moulton, but you know there's a there's a really important save second um start yeah was it first half end of the first half where he kind of flicked mm. it around the post kind of um probably a good height and and a good save that you'd expect him to make but at that point we we're on the on the back foot a little bit after that thirty yarder so mm. yeah he, he's he, I've got nothing but praise for Christian Moulton I think he's definitely improved Mikey to your point. Paul Paul Wash says my gashead mate was extremely impressed with Town tonight he went to their game at Pompey and felt we looked a much better outfit with a much stronger goal threat. It's always nice to hear things from opposition fans like that, isn't it? And we're we we, it we feel like we're seeing it, but it's it's nice to sort of hear it. And hear we're it hearing it more opposition. and more, aren't we? I mean, we had it at Shrewsbury walking out the ground. You know, they were very complimentary about us. We had it at Accrington last week as well, walking back to the walking back to the car and stuff. And you know, other sides are saying, "Oh, you're you're the champions here." One of them, tw- one a fan account was it Shrewsbury tweeted it Shrewsbury. as well. Thinking, yeah, we've seen Celeb the champions cast. here, and yeah, saying we've seen the champions here and stuff. And it's great when you you know, it's great when you get that further affirmation from other other clubs that we are superb because we do live in a Ipswich Town bubble, don't we? But when you hear it from outsiders as well, it just kind of reaffirms things. We are the we best. Are, as a, <laughs> we are moving. We are massively moving forward as a club. Well, they, you, you say we are the best, Rich. I think that's what Christopher Edwards thinks. The way we're playing, I can't see us losing this season. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're speaking to the wrong person here. Seb will attest to on the pre-match show. I'm very much like the cautious optimist. Yeah, you're looking and forward I, to that first defeat, aren't you, Rich? <laughs> just so I can relax a little bit. And to be fair, Mikey, you called it spot on. I think it was you. Under Lambert, we went unbeaten until mid-November and then finished outside the top six. So, you know, I, I take... I totally accept Seb's point that this does feel different. And tonight is a great example of it. I mean, we I know there's people bemoaning, it's the wrong word, it's a strong word, people anxious about us beating a top six team. But we dropped points against teams that were in the bottom six last season. You know, mm. we were bullied off 
um, pitches away from home at places like Shrewsbury where we drop points and we don't do that anymore. And what's great is, as I said before, we are, we're playing football against teams regardless of how they set up. If you want to play football, as you said, Mikey, bring it on. If you want to kick us off the park, well, we'll just pass around you. We'll get in behind you. We'll get Jackson's pace on the pitch. We'll get Adami on, get him to get your centre-back sent off. There's, there's just mm. so much more about us. But yeah, I'm not going to start counting any chickens just yet. We've we've spoken a little bit about Edmondson, but if it, if Burgess isn't fit for Saturday and Fridge doesn't come back in, where does that leave him? Presumably playing against Arsenal in the uh, in the Pizza Cup. I guess he might have to be happy with that for now. It'll be a big call if Burgess is out. It will be a really big call, assuming Edmondson is fit. If it's him or Keo or Lee that kind of kind of slots in there, I guess we'll discuss it on Friday night a little bit. But yeah, if if all three are fit, I know he had a, a ropey game at Hillsborough last year. I think he was at fault for the goal, wasn't he, when he went up on a wander up the pitch. Um, but but I, I, I like him as a player, and I, I think you know he'll he'll play his way back into the side eventually. Indeed, Michael. Warner, I still feel we we can play better. More quick passing would cut most teams apart. But we're quite patient, aren't we? At times, we're zipping it about, and it's a little bit frustrating when you tune it up and then you see them passing it back to the goalkeeper. But that's because they're trying to move the opposition around the pitch a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, and teams sit in against this as well. We 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 know that for a fact. So you know, getting I know folk want to see us get on teams, but you get the ball back to Walton and a quick pass from Walton or a diagonal from Evans. And we're in behind, aren't we? So I've, I've, I'm totally on board with the way that we are, we are playing football. And I, I take Michael's point about you know we could be more quick and more relentless, but you know we need to give teams are not just going to let us play football against them, are they? So you know we need to be a little patient here. And uh, case in point, was it third goal Seb at Shrewsbury? Um, the where essentially we passed it around their entire. Basically, they had eleven players behind the ball in the eighteen-yard box, and we just patiently passed it around. Davis into Borsi, I think it was. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. It was Jackson, wasn't it? Jackson I think it ended, line, up, yeah. ended up going in. Yeah. But everyone's kind of thinking, shoot, shoot, shoot. And we're not. We're passing it. We're passing it. We're passing it. And suddenly you create the space. So I'm, I'm all on board with this. I think we're all on board, aren't we? Brian, Brian Mincham, hello from New Zealand. Watch the game on iFollow. Man of the match, Evans. Come on, you blues. Who was your man of the match, Rich? Is that of interest? Uh, Bristol Rovers goalkeeper, I think. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned him a few times. Um, I, Belshaw. I, Looking back at it, I thought he made some really excellent saves to keep the score down. In terms of Ipswich players, I, it's, it's difficult. It's such a challenge to pick the best player on the pitch tonight. I, I, Chaplin was excellent. Um, I thought Harness was unsung, actually. I, I know you spoke about him, um, and a lot, of, a lot of people look for him for his goal effort, but actually, I think he worked really hard tonight. The Dapo, I, I'm really great. I'm, I'm really, it's great that Matt Holland spotted, as you said, Mikey. The Dapo's runs off the ball. Mm. I think he was doing a lot of those and maybe not getting picked out. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Morsey treaded the line. I think someone said, was that you, Seb? Someone said Morsey treaded the line well on the yellow card. I, there's no one there really you could criticise tonight. It, it's really challenging. And, yeah, Evans I can kind of understand as well. And it's great to have um, folk in New Zealand. And Brian Minchin was a great name to say in a Kiwi accent, I'm sure, as well. If, <laughs> I might, maybe one for another day, Brian. But yeah, don't do it, Rich. <laughs> So, um, Mark Markson says, Seb is Ipswich's Jason Manford. He's everywhere, isn't he? What an agent Seb has got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let me put you off. Please still tune in. There'll be much better quality. Don't, don't let me put you off. And he's Northern as well. Three times. Uh, well, yeah, Welsh or Northern, whether, whether And I'm being compared to Gary Lineker from Henry Chard. I hope that that's for presenting rather than anything else. With performance <laughs> levels already high, how much more improvement is there in this team? How close are we to our peak? From the Beelings ball runner. 
Yeah, how close are we to our peak, Seb? Uh, well, uh, I guess we'll find out in the next three games. You know, if we if we go to these kind of places and we we pick up points on the road with wins or draws, wherever we play a high quality level of football, then we'll know that we we can do it against the very best in the league. So watch this space, and we'll we'll let you know how close we are to the peak in probably three weeks' time. Yep, I'm not. I mean, in, in terms of the way that we are playing, I'm not sure there's a huge amount, you know, more. And we're unbeaten right now. You know, the quality of the opposition, as Seb said, I think is where you tell the caliber of that way that we're set up. And to me, it feels like it's sustainable. Um, uh, yeah, it's just going to come down to results, isn't it, against those teams now? Uh, I don't think we're going to we're going to be found wanting in terms of the type of performance. It's just going to be the scoreline, isn't it? They saw him a little bit distracted by this. this oh, bits. bits. Blind smoke. Go, goat emoji. Proper proper presenter. He, he, he is. He must he be is being sarcastic. You're right. The only only one of us who's, who's half decent at this gig is <laughs> is in the host chair over there. Good old Mikey Penty-Smith. Yeah, trying to put the arm around the shoulder. I mean, he did start it? late. He did start five. I had to message seven and say, why haven't you started yet? I'm walking out Portman Road. I want something for my, uh, for my walk home. But no. <laughs> Do you want to know why, Rich? Because I was making sure I had You're the updated prepped. league tables. I Seb told me that. Seb told me that. <laughs> Professionalism is, and that's what I want. And that is what I want. Uh, okay, so another another shout for Ladapo from A. Ladapo played well up the channels. He said, Morsey sets extremely high standards, but the young guy for Bristol gave him a hard time tonight. He did, didn't he? But I think it was the number, was it the captain, the number six for Bristol Rovers? Possibly. I'm not sure the, I thought the yellow card was a bit harsh. I, I, I agreed to your point about persistent fouling, Mike. It felt pretty harsh on the referee to call that early and give him a yellow card because I think that kind of ruined it a little bit. But Morsey, as we've said, has played it well. But yeah, I I, I think Bristol Rovers are going to surprise a few teams. I mean, we know they're decent anyway. Um but last time, I think they kind of went out of the division with a whimper. I don't think they'll do that this time around. No, definitely not. Colin says great performance. Yep. Can't disagree with that. Perfectly, yeah. yep. Professional, kept them at arm's length. And yeah, a great a great warm-up for these three huge games we're going into. Right. So yeah, this is the, the final call for the for the comment section before before we bid farewell. Mark Martson says, thanks, chaps. Top of the league. I think this is the, the attendance, attendance night over I mean, twenty two thousand. That's amazing for a Tuesday night, isn't it? And there was only three hundred Bristol Rovers. I'm not saying that that's not a good following for Bristol Rovers, but that does make a big difference. To the attendance, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal figure for a Tuesday night game. You know, we saw games not too long ago on a Tuesday night where they would announce fifteen thousand, and in reality, it was about ten, yeah. wasn't it? So fifteen thousand, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, that just shows the the huge positivity. Cambridge, by all accounts, would have been twenty five, twenty six thousand. Mm. It'll be a huge gate at, at Hillsborough on the weekend, and yeah, we'll have a great following. And it just shows the the positivity and the absolute feel good factor around all aspects of the club at the moment. Absolutely. Is Portsmouth the next home game for us yeah, in the league? Yeah. 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 So that surely we're going to get twenty nine thousand for that, aren't we? Portsmouth well, they'll, they'll sell out, they? Yeah, they'll they'll sell out their allocation and mm. we'll Let's pack we'll, out Portman Road. Yeah. Pack out yeah, part of the pack out PR campaign. Yeah. So that'll be a really, really big one. Julian took took yeah. says we didn't have Morsey at Hillsborough last season. We missed him. We've got him this time. I was worried about Morsey getting a red a red tonight because of that. I was that was I was saying to take well. him off. I was thinking, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I know you guys debated the ball substitution there. I think Seb's probably right that we maybe don't make that sub on, on Saturday if we were in similar circumstances. But I, I, 
I also think Mikey, and we'll talk about it more on Friday to plug the excellent pre-match show where Seb does lots of research, but I'm about to make a spoiler for that one. I wouldn't be surprised if that three-man midfield happens against Sheffield Wednesday, Mikey, to your point. I think okay. I I like the idea of that. Um, so we'll see. But Who uh, who uh, comes out, Seb? Uh, it has to be one of the two number 10s, I guess, isn't it? You drop somebody slightly back deeper. So you go, you go for a 4-3-3, three, three, would you? Yeah. Okay. So is that, that losing it, losing a centre back? So well, I guess you Burgess have Burgess is out. You, you'd have yeah. Burns as a as a as a one of the right forwards, somebody on the left, and Ladapo through the middle. So I guess you put one of Chaplin or Harness on the left, the other one drops out, and ball comes in and sits anchors that midfield. Yeah. Yep. Presumably, cool. given current form, it'd have to be Harness, wouldn't it? Because you know that's, that sounds incredibly harsh, but you know Chaplin is, is yeah, Chaplin's going to ping one, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, and you know, we we saw maybe some on uh, some surprising calls at Shrewsbury for example um, it, I wouldn't put it past him we'll debate it more on Friday and we'll and obviously mm-hmm. the extent of Burgess's injury is an important factor in that as well but um, yeah yeah Morsey will be big on Saturday plenty to talk about in Friday's show look forward to joining you guys for that one in the comments this time yeah um, so yeah one last thought Mark Marks and there's only one Marcus Stewart let's dedicate this show to him shall I get that charity up again Derby Rimmer MND Foundation, if you want to donate there. Any last words from you both before we go? Go on, Seb. No, just looking forward to these huge run of games now. We've set ourselves up perfectly. <laughs> Every time. I love... Uh, this is Seb's catchphrase, everyone. What so, is? Mikey's question, do you have anything to say, Seb? No. And then he starts saying <laughs> something. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, looking forward to these huge that. games, a brilliant warm-up tonight, and let's see how good we really are. And if we are sat here unbeaten with at least, you know, say five, six points maybe from these three games, then, well, yeah, then we'll all start to get very excited. Yes, I have something to say. <laughs> brilliant. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, and I really enjoyed walking up the up the hill um, listening to you guys. So thank you for your insights. And thank you for everyone joining in the comments as well. Um, Fantastic there. If you want to give us a thumbs up, that's always appreciated as well. And we'll be back on Friday, back on Sunday to talk about the aftermath of Sheffield Wednesday versus Ipswich. But at the moment, 2-0, happy days. Top of the league, walking in a Stuart Wonderland. Thanks, everyone. Good night. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.